I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, I'm Russell Kane. This is Man Baggage, the space where I gather a man or men together. We drill into the head to find out what makes men tick, why the ticker doesn't work sometimes, and how we can lubricate that ticker. 90% of the answers are men like looking at rude things, and women don't understand why men like looking at rude things so much. End of show. I mean, if you just want to listen and then turn off now, ladies, that would answer a lot of your questions. But why does it men like looking at rude things? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, the reason I keep, I'm saying ladies uh, is because we have a disappointingly high proportion of female listeners to this show, but women keep tuning in. Nosy cows want to know how we work, turns out, so they can help us better. So fair play, Gjeldem. And today we're talking about an area very passionately uh, important to me, organisation. Now, normally I will start with the gender divide on, on one like this, but I'm not sure I will today. I think this is a person divide, but I'm fascinated to know what my man mind is going to say today because I mean he's not only is my namesake is his surname Kane spelt the same way but he also like me doesn't wear underwear he is commando so Aldo Kane cannot fly by the seat of his pants because he doesn't have any former commando book out an amazing beard wonderful accent Aldo Kane he's in the studio I just can't see him there he is emerging in camouflage like in the advert and just blinking his eyes open oh my god how did you get there welcome good afternoon or evening how are you doing yeah I'm good man how are you yeah wicked thank you very much for having me on it's nice to be it's nice to be on a talk where I can see someone else with the same name as me on there I know I know and of course by commando I don't mean he doesn't wear underwear I mean he's a badass that could like press a muscle in your neck and kill you in two seconds and also doesn't wear underwear that's yeah also both yeah which would be an immediate punishment of 30 push-ups if that was observed in the square I'm observing every second because (laughs) it comes from the jungle where like wearing tight underwear and, and stuff it's just going to like give you galloping crotch rot so right like by going commando you're like letting the old you're not bat winging basically that's where you get the old galloping crotch rot so but there, um, there's always a risk of a leech on the square sausage then isn't there Aldo? there, there is but I, I once I, I once had a leech right in the old what do you call that the old sort of um urethra yeah yeah biffins bridge anyway bit of a leech action down there they're, they're harmless they're fine 
Yeah, yeah, I like them. If any, I, I actually use them as a treatment um, instead of anal bleaching. So, Aldo, of course, you've got a book out. Just tell us what it's about and give us its title, etc. Yeah, um, so Lessons from the Edge, Inspirational Tales of Surviving, Thriving and Extreme Adventure. Basically, it's my life story from joining the Marines all the way through to every television expedition I've done and some of the biggest lessons I've learned in the process. I'm going to have to get that. Is it an audio book as well for it's time poor? Audio book, exactly. Audio book is absolutely smashing it in the minute. Yeah, well, we'll give that a listen. Get it as quick as you can. Although, if you can bear to do it, order it at your little local independent bookshop and go and collect it. Please, bookshops rock. Now, we can't do this show without a female... Um, I call them the female auditor, judge. The reason I call the auditor is... If you give one, two, or in a non-COVID world, a panel of three men in the studio, we're nearly there, listeners, with a live audience. Men very quickly drift in. Well, you know, we drift into it. We can't help ourselves. Gay, straight, young, old, we drift into it. So it's important to have a strong, fierce, feminine energy to set call bullshit where they hear bullshit. And that fierce energy today is broadcasting legend, Neve Spencer. Neve, welcome. How are you? I'm very well. I've got my whip ready. Really? Are you pregnant at the moment? <laughs> no, why do you always that's, ask that's me I'm pregnant? Am well, I've I never glowing? met you not pregnant. I've never <laughs> met you not pregnant. <laughs> this is the first time uh, you've said no. <laughs> well, you sat down. I wouldn't be surprised if you stood up and went, another one cooking. <laughs> no, and I've got my Zoom pants on, so I look all fancy from the waist up. Do you like my, do you like my top? Say yes. You look great. You're in your broadcast quality. You don't want to see what's from the waist down. I mean, there's no there's no answer I can say there that's going to not get me cancelled. So I'm just going to leave an awkward space <laughs> because to show an interest is almost cancellable as agreeing. So, Neve, how are you? First of all, you good? Very well, What's going on? Very well. Just been folding a lot of laundry in West London. That's been uh, that's been the main thing. Got a two year old and a five year old who are doing my absolute head in. Oh, but life I is you mean you're taking on taking on a second job. I was like, fair play to you. You've not lost touch with real work. <laughs> Excuse me, can you get the lady Neve, please? My pants are dry and they need folding in the West Wing. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Matt. Sorry, Matt. Am any other washing? <laughs> no, it's not that bad. I'm on Magic FM now, you know. Yes, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Anything you want to plug? Where can we hear you? What time? What's the mu- what type of music is Magic FM? Tell everyone. I mean, it's the best music you're ever going to hear. It's Lionel Richie all night long, bit of Phil Collins. If you're lucky, Huey Lewis. Like, what more do you want in life? And uh, what time can we catch you on what days? Saturdays, one till mm-hmm. five. Very nice. That's the time you want music, isn't it? When you're getting ready to go out and you, de- you want that type of music when you're getting the drinks in, you're not quite ready for ramping up the beat. You want that one to five music. Anyway, welcome, yeah. Neve and Aldo. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, so we're talking about organisation. Now, obviously, I would have thought, Aldo, Ken, you wouldn't get very far if you're not organised as a commando. It's like, oh, where have I left my gun? What am I like? Eh, gone dead, day one. <laughs> It, it, it's like a, I guess it's like a cornerstone of everything you do and, and being, you know, in extremes, being organised or disorganised is the difference between staying alive and, and dying. You know, if you're in the high Arctic, I was up three or four weeks ago diving under the ice there. If you're organised, you can dive under the ice or you can go into a volcano that's active. You can go into caves. You can go into narco jungles and you can you can come back out safely most of the time because you mitigate most of the the hazards by being organized if you're not organized mm. and you're a sack of shit generally you come unstuck and you can come unstuck fairly catastrophically in in my line of work 
Well, my next question then is, because this whole chat is going to be about organisation, it's such a flashpoint between couples, men and women, men, men, women, women. It's just, it's just a, it's a clash between friends. It's a clash between brothers, sisters. It's a clash between parent, child. There is a t- tribe of us on this earth who are almost aroused by the sight of things being tidy, who are super organised, arrive early, never been in debt, never abused a credit card, get the tickets as soon as they're released. My team, suck the fun out of a holiday on TripAdvisor before you even go. A turn up at the airport three hours early, shops, restaurant. Lindsay, my missus, would love to jump into the wing as the plane's taking off. That's her fantasy. So she can have an extra 20 minutes in bed. I tell you what I hate more than poverty, famine and war, the snooze button. It needs to fuck off, <laughs> you weak, spineless parasite of a human, if you're hitting snooze. When that alarm goes off, out of bed, making money. Now, I'm, being, I'm exaggerating, but the divide is very, very real, isn't it, Neve? There are two tribes walking this earth, the super organised and the, oh, is that a sock? Can I leave it on the floor and fuck you up tribe? <laughs> yes, that, that is very true. There are. I mean, I'm, I'm on the other side of the tribe. Unfortunately, Russell, you would not be happy with me. I'm like Lindsay. I am organised chaos. That is me. My husband, OCD man. He needs everything to be put back where it belongs. I mean, the poor man, 15 years of being with me, no wonder he's got grey hair. Um, mm. It's never going back where it belongs. That's, not just, that's just not life. So we're going to disagree on this in a big way. There are better things to do with your time than organise. I've got a fascinating question for Alda because if you look at little kids at school, my daughter's six, and you can already tell that the organized tie like my and my my niece Ella is five so there's 11 months between them and Ella will take out her crayons finish and away they go beautifully tidy each crayon respected and put away whereas me and I go if I finish that toy break the head off bring the next one mug and already I can see it so how I'm I'm assuming Al though you get both types of people coming into the military so how do you convert a sock dropper into someone that's not going to die in the first flail of bullets. Well, you, well that's, that's what I was going to say. So, you know, being organised isn't, you know, from our point of view, it's not OCD. It's not, you know, yes, we have to put something back in a specific way or it won't work the next time, right? And that could be a life-saving bit of a kit. But we, you know, in the Marines, it's, you know, the Marines was my background. It's very much work hard, play hard. So there, there are elements yeah. where you are, you have to be, implicitly OCD in the thing that you're doing and then you just kick the wheels clean off it on the next time that you're out or the next time that you're doing something so it's work hard play hard but can you change someone yeah who at 18 is a total can you change them permanently because I, it looks inborn to me it's, it's not it's it's very much it becomes a necessity if your life depends on that thing then you become very good at it or you don't continue in that line of work right so by default the people that get through the longest infantry training in the world you know by the time you get to the end of that you are very organized in lots of other things but weirdly i talk about it in the book as well but we you know we're so organized with the chaos of like shit storm of bullets coming down on you or jumping into active volcanoes but our home life can often be a complete disorganized shit show and that's like mm, it's so it's such a juxtaposition between being organized and being being chaotic but we find comfort in chaos so there could be someone 
could join, be totally organised when they're on a mission and come home and their socks would be muddled up? Or would that side still be organised at home? Or are you saying their interpersonal relations are a lot muddled? And, yeah, uh, interpersonal okay. relations, it could be anything. You know, it could be anything. But essentially what we do is we, we learn to do specific tasks in silos and we are organised in areas that we need to be organised in. Some people are, that, that just suits them. But, you know, from my own point of view, I'm quite organised with all of the various different parts of my life that I do I like to know what's happening and and who's doing what and who's going where but that's because my job now people's lives depend on it like if I'm getting someone inside under the ice somewhere I need to be organized and methodical Mm. but wouldn't it be wouldn't it be nice the person running the country (laughs) (laughs) Boris Boris can't even comb his hair let alone save a life Uh, good luck. With uh, where's that. my comb? Oh, 200,000 people died. Never mind, banter. Yeah, good luck but with you that. You know, the thing as well, I was just thinking, Aldo, and what you were saying is obviously there's like work persona, home persona. We're all different, apart from Russell, and I think he's just the same all the time. But I think <laughs> we, we like to project being organized makes you look very responsible. And I would take you more seriously the more organized you are. So I think there's probably something in that projecting a sense of organisation in a work setting yeah. um, and then being at home and just, you know, walking in and chucking everything everywhere because you can just zoom, relax. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, you're, you're mm. right, because, uh, you know, when I'm, let's say I'm, I'm meeting a film crew and I'm, I don't know, we're going to go and explore a cave system underwater. You know, like, I need to be able to walk in, talk to the producers, talk to the directors, talk to everyone there, make them feel completely safe in this thing that's about to happen, which could kill people, right? So I have to instill in them, you know, that confidence. And that comes with jumping back to organization, but with planning, you know, with mitigating hazards, all that sort of bullshit. It's such a flashpoint at home, though, isn't it, Neve? I mean, I, I joked once with Lindsay, it didn't go down well, she didn't laugh, that... I would like to have a non-sexual affair with a woman where I go over to a house and watch her being organised and tidy. 
So I'm getting what I <laughs> so I'm getting what I need outside my marriage. Because you know, when you have an affair, you're going for what you're not getting at home. Well, everything is everything is perfect except this flashpoint when it comes to. You know, I'm constantly made to feel like I'm like the sleeping with the enemy, moving the bean cans, facing forward weirdo. And she's like the cool, impulsive one. Meanwhile, the kitten's down the toilet. Uh, my beautiful shirt is like being tumble dried when it should. I do all my own washing now. I'd, I would like to wash my own plates separately in a tiny dishwasher, personally. <laughs> is, that, is that bad? It's that, um, that bad. I, I think you. there should be like a Tinder for, for tidy people where they can just like hang out together. Because to, I would not get on with another OCD person. We'd wind each other up. But to watch mm. a woman tidying, hot. Do you know what? If you made a club, my husband would join that straight away. I think you're, I think you're onto a thing here. He's exactly the same. I mean, he washes his own laundry. He doesn't oh. like the way that I iron. He basically, yep. it's just everything now after so long together. And and the thing is, the thing is that it doesn't matter how organised a man can be, they are still going to waste at least two hours looking for their phone and their fucking keys. Every time he leaves the house, every time. <laughs> where, he's like, where, where? And he starts doing that dance. And I'm like, where is it? Where is it, Mr. Organised? But honestly, you're right, Russell, we argue all the time about the house. It's the only, argu- it's the only argument me and Lindsay are. have. That's mm. the only, we don't oh, yeah. argue about anything other than if I might have to say 10 times, oh, I've left a steak in the fridge. Can you take it out so it defrosts a bit quicker for me? I'm doing eight jobs today with angina. Do you mind just moving a steak from one thing to another? It's hardly like Victorian oppression of women. <laughs> uh, and by the eighth, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I, you know, a lot's happened. I didn't move your steak from one place to another. <laughs> and I'm like, for fuck's sake, I'll fucking eat my own arm then. <laughs> but same. okay. Why why we're we talking about family? Aldo, are you are you married, kids? What's your domestic setup? Uh yeah, married and um we just had our kid six months ago. So our first kid and Perfect. Yeah, I was away on the job when, when he was born. But yeah, so we we are married like two or three years and kids six months old. Now, I was very lucky when Minna was born. A, I was lucky in that Minna has got the high energy uh, demon child personality, which is the best contraceptive you'll ever have. So we're only having <laughs> one child. It literally just stopped my testicles working. <laughs> Uh, but we had her and I was lucky in that for whatever I might say about Lindsay, she is really good at going, do you know what? You're the more organized one. You handle it. She let me handle 100% sleeping, feeding schedules to get the baby through the night and organize all that shit. I was in heaven charts, statistical averages, tracking poo to milk ejection, had the baby through the night in 12 weeks, but it's a real flashpoint between new parents one wants to be like with the hippie baby hanging off the boob in the room while the other one masturbates in the spare room and the marriage dies <laughs> and the other one wants to do a nazi chart on the wall and have the baby through the night within eight weeks like me in its own room on a baby monitor breathing monitor through the night life back to normal structure discipline have you argued about this neve what are you like with organizing the kids Oh my God, we argue every single day about different (laughs) ways of parenting the children. I mean, the thing is that, so my husband is basically you. He's just not as funny and as attractive as you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You cannot say that. I promise you. This is all just for men, makeup and coffee. We're the same. Um, but I'm no Lindsay. Lindsay, you know how hot I think your wife is. We won't go there with that. I know, today. I know. It's a wonderful video you made. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, no, so yeah, we argue all the time. I'm, I'm not like all about baby led. Like it's not, it's not a baby's decision to make what time they go to yeah. bed. Like I'm not yeah. like that, but at the same time, I am not regimented. You know, I do not see things like this time, here's the chart, da, 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 blah, blah, blah. But my husband is, and I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that he has to be able to wear the trousers in some element in our house because I can't be in charge of everything. No. So I allow him it. I allow him, see that word? He's mm-hmm. allowed that and he does it really well. I'm the same. I allow him to just be in charge because he does it very well and he does it without emotion. I think as women, I, I'm super organized. I'm very good at multitasking. However, everything is quite emotional with me and it's very it's dependent on hormones. Whereas my husband is is obviously far more balanced. So there's definitely a sense of, you know, everything runs like a kind of really like a ship in our house in a very calm way and that definitely comes from he him being in charge and I'm really annoyed I've said this it's it's interesting what Neve's saying is now because here we come to the crux of it about whether men or women are more emotional or more organized or is it societal pressure because I think there's more society that pressure on men to be like the organized, cold, clinical ones. I'm not sure that we naturally are. I mean, the science is starting to catch this up now. If, for example, if you set two teams to work, could be netball teams. This has been measured, by the way. I think it was maybe basketball teams. And two female basketball teams play each other. And uh, two male basketball teams play each other. And you do hormonal measurements on the losing team. Guess who's more hormonally affected by loss? Men. Men. Women experience a psychological low if they lose. Again, men's testosterone drops. If you measure the testosterone of men living in a house with a pregnant woman, it doesn't have to be the father of the child. It can be an older sibling, older than 18. It can be a brother. Men's testosterone drops, which explains something that's never talked about, hardly anywhere on the internet. A lot of men experience depression during pregnancy and think can't speak about it because how dare I have negative emotions? I'm not even growing the baby. Better keep my mouth shut. And before you know it, you end up in a situation with men walking out on newborns where they haven't addressed their own insecurities. So my question to you, Aldo, and you're in a brilliant place to answer this given what you do. How much of it is taught and put on men to be the commandos of society? And how much of it is inborn? It's only your opinion. We're not trying to get you into trouble. No, no, that's fine. I... So bear in mind, I'm 43 now, and I've spent almost my entire life working with, you know, from 16 when I joined the Marines all the way to to now, I'm working with the best people in the world at their specific discipline, right? And we're talking about alpha males, we're talking about commandos, we're talking about people who go to war as a job, or people who, you know, scientists, female and male, you know, they're the very best at what they do. And it, I guess, you know, there's a lot of pressure that's put on, you know, men put a lot of pressure on themselves. And, you know, we've, Jason Fox, a friend of mine, Foxy from the Channel 4 SAS thing, we, like, we've been very open about speaking to people, men speaking to men, like Foxy and I speak to each other all the time about shit that's going on and what we're doing and, and trying to break that sort of societal pressure that that we have to be strong and robust and you know if if a bloke wants to cry then he can cry you know if he's struggling then he's struggling talk about it speak about it and you know that's coming from you know I'm I'm telling you that I go and jump into an active volcano I'm telling you that 
you know, I, I'll explore a whitewater river system with, with one or two other people or go to war or do some of the most alpha male things on the planet as is deemed as alpha male, right? But I'll also talk about how I feel. I'll also be scared. I'll also cry if I need to cry. I'll also be completely open about my emotions mm. and my feelings because that is the one thing that stopped me having a really shit time is, is just by being completely open. And I learned that early on. Mm. Neve, do you think, I don't, how old your fella, Neve? 38. <laughs> 38. So I'm interested in what's happening to all my friends and my cousins as they get older because it's, whether it's chemical or not, men definitely seem to get better at this, our generation of men anyway, the older they get. And yet, the higher the risk becomes of mental health issues when men come because there's a disconnect here. For example, the, you know, the, the stereotype of the granddad, the man who's never cried in his life, suddenly starts crying, playing with his grandchildren. He's been a hard bastard his whole life and softens in the last decade. Well, that process starts with a man in his, his 40s and 50s. So is it a learning thing? Is it... it is it a testosterone-based thing, do you think, Neve? Do you think men back in the day when we were evolving out on the savannah, I don't suppose the men with low testosterone who cared about their enemy would have lasted too long. You need no. quite a shutdown thing. Or is it we've made a false correlation, i.e. courage has nothing to do with emotional vulnerability. Courage is a separate thing, right? I think it's a lot to do with the fact that as a man just matures and sort of falls into family life, their priorities massively change. So with that, I think men absolutely male nest. It's not something that is often spoken about. It's always like the female nest, but men 100% do it. When I was pregnant with my kids, my husband was running around. He might as well have done like an online DIY show. He was busy fixing things and running around trying to organize the house. And I think it also, it's a way of controlling one's anxiety. And I think in a period, especially when, you know, your wife's expecting you can't control anything. You can't control pregnancy. You can't control birth. Mm. So I think that's really when a man kind of comes into his own and takes more control of the home environment because that's how we control anxiety, right? It's we, we have to feel like we are the person who's mm. in control of our surroundings. So I think that's possibly why men tend to get more organized in that phase of their life. And also, if, you've, if you're at a job where you can't really make your own decisions and you're doing as you're told, again, your home life becomes more of a sanctuary that is your own. And I think, I mean, I, I was thinking about this earlier when I was thinking about when it was that my husband became more organized. Because I was like, when did that happen? It definitely happened when we became parents. And I think it's genuinely like men have to do that to just be able to remember where their children are. <laughs> um, I'll tell you an argument, Neve, that me and Lindsay had a little, a little while back is she basically implied that the more organised you are, the less spontaneous you can be. And I hate that because I pride myself on... I just went to Lisbon last week and I went there by Manchester Airport, flights that leave at midday. This is two weeks before. Where are we going? Me and Minna, me and the six-year-old on a plane together. Three days for you, Lindsay. Enjoy yourself. Boom, we went. That's spontaneous. But a lot of people seem to believe that if you're organised, you can't be spontaneous. What do you think? Do you agree with that, Neve, or not? I mean, I would have said that as well. I would have thought that if you're someone that has to be in control of everything and have everything put in its place and all of those things, that you wouldn't be a spur of the moment, like, let's just go kind of person. But I guess it comes down to, again, that might be what is what makes someone successful. Perhaps it is their work persona and their home life is just this feeling True. of, being organized in control on it and then it allows them to flex those other muscles 
of their personality where they can just drop of the hat, go and do something wild, you know. But I think you're different to the, the, the average man. So I think that's more unique. Well, it was still a one-week run-up. And once I'd made that spontaneous decision, boom, triple <laughs> buys it all. All the variables were controlled out. I'd read all the reviews. I knew the museums we were going to. The Lonely Planet was delivered by Amazon Prime the next day. And we sucked every minute of marrow out of that. Right, I'm super organised. I already knew that this would be the end of part one. And indeed it will be. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 